Mike Dell's World, number 363. And today is, if Siri would get out of my way, the 18th of August, 2021. I think it's time for Mike Dell's World. Good morning, good evening, good e- afternoon, whatever the case may be. In the ca- in this case, it's 10 o'clock at night, and uh, just uh, relaxing here out in the studio, catching up on a little bit of work I needed to do during the day, but got distracted. So uh, I figured, what a better time to flip on the microphone and see what uh, is going on. My gosh, uh, two-thirds of the summer's over with. Where did it all go? Time flies when you're having fun. And of course, as you know, I like to talk about vehicular matters. <laughs> well, we're making some major changes around here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we were sitting there in the easy chairs in the living room, watching a little TV, relaxing. And my wife looked over at me and said, you need to go buy a pickup truck looked at her and I said, okay, uh, I've been talking about it for, what, a year? <laughs> okay, what made you change your mind? And she says, well, I think we need to sell the motorhome. And then we're going to get a pull-behind camper. Oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. You know, I'm, I'm going along with it. Uh, so I buzz over to Kalkaska to the Chevy dealer that I always go to over there. Of course, you know, they only had two new ones on the lot, but they had several nice used ones and and uh, not too ridiculous prices. But at one I found that was higher mileage, but I also saw in the paperwork in the glove box and the sticker under the hood that the engine had been replaced less than 40,000 miles ago. And it uh, had the active fuel management delete option, which is awesome because that's one of the main problems with that vintage of Chevy. So I picked up a 2013 Z71 Chevy a pickup truck. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, you know, I've been driving the loser cruiser van as my primary for too long. And the other van, my wife took over. So Anyway, so yeah, we're uh, getting rid of the motorhome. That should be gone tomorrow. Got people uh, looked at it today, and uh, they're supposedly coming back with money tomorrow. So that'll be gone. Uh, the wife's Highlander. Uh, we're gonna give slash sell that to a friend of ours. Uh, well, we're gonna sell it to her, but uh, she'll be uh, anyway. Not 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 important. Uh, she's gonna get the Highlander. And in trade, I'm going to get back a Subaru that we used to own that I totaled. And it wasn't really that bad. And we gave it to her, and she drove it for the last uh, four years. And uh, she's going to give it back so I can uh, fiddle with it. So uh, I'm going to do the timing belt and water pump and accessory belt and idlers and 
all the engine front end maintenance that a, a Subaru of 200,000 miles deserves. And then uh, I'll sell that. And whatever I get out of that will probably be enough to cover the Highlander. So that'll be good. And uh, give me something to tinker with uh, that's uh, not impertinent or important <laughs> or not as important. Uh, as I talked about in the last episode, you know, of course, nostalgia. Uh, kind of a bummer getting rid of the the uh, motor homo, although we only had it four years. And, and uh, same thing with the Highlander. You know, the, the vehicles uh, tend to become part of the family. I'm, a, I'm keeping the old Loser Cruiser, by the way. That's going to be the uh, third vehicle. It's uh, it's already done 245 or so, you know, almost to the moon amount of miles on it. And uh, knock on wood, it still runs and the air conditioning still works. So can't complain about that. <laughs> but anyway, so that's what's been going on here. We probably won't bother with a, uh, a camper trailer till next year. We hadn't even unwinterized the uh, motorhome yet, so it's uh, it's leaving us winterized. And although I'm pretty sure the people that are buying it will uh, get it all ready to go and probably be camping in it this weekend. And uh, hey, don't blame them. It's a it's a nice camper and and, and all that, but. Uh, yeah, just uh, life gets in the way. Same, you know, same thing with making time for podcasting. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good on the Podcast Insider as far as that goes, so keeping up on the weekly schedule. But uh, I got lots of help with that one. Uh, this one and uh, Podcast Help Desk. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's all up to me. And sometimes I'd rather just sit on my butt, frankly. Although that's what I'm doing right now, and I'm putting on an episode, so I guess that's good. Uh, let's see what else has been going on. Uh, Kathy's doing well uh, with uh, her surgeries and, and whatnot, and she's almost back to fighting uh, strength, so uh, that's good. She uh, definitely seems to be coming back around to her, her normal, and, and uh, so that's very, very good. Uh, she's doing a lot of uh, swimming and, and uh, you know exercise that way, so... That's good. Her back's not uh, not bothering her at all anymore. So she's got a couple of knees that are creaky, but that will uh, get better with time or worse. Either way, <laughs> we'll get it get them fixed when uh, when she can. So uh, let's see. Oh, I got to travel. What an experience that was. Uh, went to Podcast Movement in Nashville, Tennessee, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, of course, we manned the uh, Blueberry booth down there with four of us. Had Todd, uh, Mackenzie, and uh, Tara. Tara is one of the writers that uh, write for the Podcast Insider. And uh, so that was good. Uh, got to meet her and uh, hang out a bit. Uh, the highlight of the show, of course, was uh, Questlove. Now, you wouldn't think I'd be the type of guy that likes uh, DJ style uh, performance, but uh, I have to say that was quite impressive. And then those of you that don't know who Questlove is, he's the, uh, I guess, the band leader of The Tonight Show now with Jimmy Fallon. And, uh, of course, the group's called The Roots. I don't know if he is the band leader of The Roots specifically, but I think he's the most famous one of the group. And uh, anyway, he did two hours on stage at the at a bar in downtown Nashville, and I'll probably screw up the name of the bar, but uh, 
I think it was the Wild Horse Saloon. Anyways, a big bar, a uh, big stage, huge dance floor, three open bars. Uh, probably, I'd say there was a couple thousand people crammed in there, or 1,500 anyway. And, you know, of course, the, you might call it a super spreader event. I'll talk more about that, uh, you know, as far as the conference goes. But uh, Nashville was interesting. We uh, stayed at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. And, of course, I flew Delta Airlines. And when I got to the hotel, I was, gonna, I'm gonna, I was staying in the Delta Tower. And uh, our conference was in the Delta Conference Center. And, of course, everybody's worried about the Delta variant of the uh, COVID-19 virus. <laughs> thought that was just a little strange that uh, everything was Delta. But the hotel was nice. It was big. And uh, I describe it as a food desert. Now, it was all tropical. It was, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Opryland Hotel, but it's huge it's it's uh it's stupidly large uh i call it that just because you know you had to walk an inordinate amount of distance to uh, get to your room from the front desk and i mean they had bellhops and whatnot that would do it for you but you know just it just seemed very much like it was just too damn big <laughs> but as far as the food desert thing goes it was extremely expensive to buy stuff in the sundries little area. They had restaurants throughout the place, but a lot of them were were understaffed, definitely overpriced. And there's not a lot really close to the hotel to go to offsite. Uh, you know, you could take a taxi and go into downtown Nashville, which we did one night, uh, the night of the, the big party. There and uh, you know went to a place called the it's called the coffee house or the coffee shop or uh, the diner yeah that's what it was it was the diner and it's like a six story uh, restaurant uh, in downtown Nashville and of course we went up to the sixth floor bar and uh, ate up there and it was really nice and and all that uh, and then like I said we walked through downtown Nashville and it's really quite a neat downtown area it's you know kind of old old-ish downtowns you know like like you'd find in the midwest but the uh you know all the little bars are you know everywhere and uh or bigger bars i guess and and there was live music and all of them even you know we were in there you know kind of late afternoon early evening and it, it was really quite neat uh you know like i said i had never been uh, to downtown Nashville. I've been around Nashville, but never downtown. Uh, but as far as the food desert thing at the hotel, it was you know it, it was hard to find breakfast. In fact, I just skipped breakfast. What I would do is go to the Sundries place and and get uh, a couple bottles of uh, iced tea. Which, by the way, iced tea with nothing in it other than just iced tea is extremely hard to find anywhere. Airports don't have it. The restaurants all did, which was good, but uh, yeah, I was definitely tea deprived uh, on this trip. But uh, the Sundries place had uh, a passable alternative. It was it was tea, but wasn't great. Uh, but it didn't have you know flavorings or sugar or fake sugar or anything like that in it. 
And I like my plain iced tea. And don't call it unsweet tea because it's not. It's tea. If you put sugar in it, it's sweet tea. But if it's not, if you don't put sugar in it, it's just tea. Not unsweetened tea. Just tea. Anyway, pet peeve. But anyway, I'd get a couple of those and maybe a granola bar or something, you know. And that's what I'd do for breakfast in the morning, just, you know, just so I'd have something. Because otherwise, I'd have to walk a half a mile to get a very substandard uh, substandard buffet-type breakfast that costs 25 bucks plus tip. And and that just, you know, really, you know, you know at the Sundry's place, that, well, as it was, probably 10 bucks for a couple of teas and a, and a granola bar. But uh, still, you know, it was better than walking the, the half mile and, <laughs> and all that, so... Anyway, and lunch, I just pretty much skipped lunch every day. I think I went once to lunch, and it was a pain in the butt, but it was good. And then, you know, we had dinner at one of the steakhouses and, and an Italian place inside the hotel, and those were both really good, but also really expensive, which is fine, whatever, you know. Everybody's on an expense account, so it's not a not a huge deal. But uh, the conference went really well. Um you know, not to get in all the podcasting stuff. If you want to hear, you know, the podcasting-related stuff about the conference, uh, go check out Podcast Insider. A couple episodes ago, Todd and I did the whole recap of uh, of podcast movement, so that was a good thing. And there's probably a myriad of other shows out there that have done that. But uh, but you know, as far as the conference, in fact, right now I'm talking into a Electrovoice RE. 20 microphone and if you go into most radio stations that's what uh, their on-air microphones are uh, when Rush Limbaugh had the you know had his show before he died uh, the golden EIB microphone is a gold-plated RE20 and uh, that big uh, U-shaped uh, shock mount thing that's on the mics I didn't have one of those I had a, a Heil PR40 shock mount uh, and Anyway, I went to the Electrovoice booth and, you know, got to talking with a guy there. And he was into bluegrass music and uh, and uh, Zydeco and whatnot. So we talked about music and whatnot. And I, I mentioned, I said I had an RE20, uh, but uh, I've got a, a Heil mount that worked. It worked fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's, oh, no, we can't have that. And he reached behind the curtain and gave me a, a, a shock mount, uh, an official Electrovoice shock mount. So... Anyway, and I'll uh, give them a little plug there. It's model 309A. So Electrovoice model 309A shock mount. And uh, I got one of those uh, gratis from uh, Electrovoice. Got to talk to Michelle from Heil, of course. Still use my Heil PR40 on the ham set uh, in the studio here. So my ham radio... Uh, microphone is a PR40, so still still doing that. Uh, and that shock mount still working good, but it works better on a PR40 than it does on an RE20. Uh, anyway, enough geeky microphone talk. <laughs> it was nice. I got to see quite a few people, but you know there was a lot of people missing because they, you know, of various uh, COVID. Things, uh, you know, in fact, Australia, nobody from Australia could come because of the uh, COVID restrictions. Nobody from Canada could come because of the COVID restrictions. Although I think they could have under the commercial 
commercial uh, exemption, but uh, that's going to happen real soon where Canadian Canadian border is going to be open both ways. Right now it's currently open that Americans can go north and Americans can come south across the Canadian border, but uh, Canadians can't come south. And hence, since nobody, no, none of them would be here, they can't go back north. But that's supposed to end, I think, in another week. Uh, I don't know. But the conference, it was interesting. Uh, the conference organizers, of course, uh, asked everybody to wear masks, but didn't make it a requirement. And they had a, uh, a system where you got a, a colored button to put on your badge or put on your badge, you know, your, or your whatever you put around your neck to hold the badge that was either red, yellow, or green. Green means you were open to, you know, handshakes and hugs and whatever and, uh, you know, no, no big deal. Yellow meant, you know, okay, we'll do a fist bump, blah, 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 whatever. And then uh, red meant, you know, social distancing, don't touch me, get the hell away. <laughs> and it was kind of funny, two of us in the booth, two, not two of us, two in the booth had red, no, one, one had red, one had yellow, one had green, and one chose not to have a button at all. <laughs> so let you guess who was who. But uh, anyway, it was, it was interesting, and pretty much everybody was very respectful of uh, whatever anybody's choice was. Uh, Never did anybody uh, tell anybody to put on a mask or get out. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it was very respectful. You know, people were allowed to do what they felt was right. And uh, I think that's how it should have been handled. I'm not positive uh, there's going to be a whole lot more of those until things get a little better. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Podcast Move was very lucky to uh, pull off what they pulled off. Uh, Dan, uh, the, one of the organizers, said he, he thought there was, or he had he'd reported there was 1,900 check-ins to the conference. And then I'd heard bef that there was 600 people that uh, converted from in-person to virtual uh, the week prior to the conference. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was a little less than that. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was reasonably uh, well populated on, uh, on the f uh, first day. Uh, we were busy in the booth uh, and all that. And then second day was uh, somewhat slow. I mean, we had a little burst of activity, but it was pretty slow. And then Friday was dead. It was a ghost town. But I think a lot of people had to... Leave earlier than the end. The end was on Friday, and I think a lot of people had Friday flights, so I believe that's why Friday was pretty slow. But uh, anyway, we we talked to uh, quite a few people, got some great leads, met some people that we didn't know before, got to see people that we knew. It was uh, it was nice to get out in public after two years, and it was for me exactly two years. Because uh, the last thing I had went to was uh, the podcast movement in Orlando in 2019, August 2019. By the way, don't go to Orlando in August. <laughs> anyway, uh, in Nashville, uh, let's see, Friday night, uh, everybody had their uh, own thing to do. Tara had to fly back to, I think, L.A. or wherever she was. Uh, 
<clears throat> Mackenzie went out with some friends that were local in Nashville, and Todd uh, had a friend in Nashville that he went out uh, went to dinner with. So uh, I was I got to fend for myself, and being that I wasn't that far away from uh, Opryland and the uh, also the uh, Opryland Mall, I don't know what they call it. So it's a shopping mall, and actually a shopping mall with actual stores in it, unlike the ones up here. Uh, you know our malls are dying, but uh, this. This mall was well populated, and they had good food options in there. And I and I read about uh, they had a, a German beer house or Bavarian beer house. That was the name of the place. And I, oh, I'm a sucker for German food, and I thought, well, that might be good. So I walked over to the mall, and as I was walking to the mall, the the sidewalk I was walking on went right past the uh, uh, not the original, but the current Grand Old Opry. Of course, there was nothing going on on Friday night. The big, big day for them is Saturday. But anyway, walked past that and uh, went into the mall and went to the German place and had me a big old beer and uh, some some sausages and sauerkraut and you know all the good stuff and some uh, potato salad, German potato salad. It was great. You know, like I said, I felt like I was in a food desert in the hotel, so <laughs> it was good. And uh, had a reasonable flight home on Saturday. I happened to be on the same flight with Todd, my boss. And, uh, of course, he, st- he stopped flying at Detroit, and I had to go another another hop up to Traverse City here. But, uh, you know, it was not at the butt crack of dawn. It was early. You know, it was we were at the airport early enough. It was really easy getting through security and all that. Uh, no, no big deal there. And so... Uh, like I said, successful flight home and got to, uh, got home about four in the afternoon. And I mean, I collapsed and all day Sunday, I was just a zombie. I mean, all the walking and standing and talking and running around and all that stuff, uh, just, and my legs were sore, you know, I hadn't been used to that, you know, I, as much as I do, you know, walk, you know, I go out on attentional walks, but not as many as I probably should. And I definitely don't stand around like that. You know, I, I have this uh, stand-up desk in the office here, but, uh, you know, I pop it up for maybe an hour or two a day. You know, I'm not standing there for eight hours a day, you know. And I wasn't standing totally eight hours a day, but I also wasn't walking five miles a day or six miles a day. I think one of the days, the, the one that uh, as I was uh, flying home on Friday, I ended up getting like 14,000 steps, but uh, the rest of the week I was in the 18,000 steps, which pretty close to six or seven, eight miles, something like that. And uh, he said it took me a few days to uh, quit being a little sore. <laughs> so, But it was good, you know, good to get out, good to see people. Uh, uh, as far as I know, there was no big super spreader event or anything uh, as far as the COVID stuff goes. I'm not particularly worried about it uh, at this point. So uh, and now it's been, you know, well, not quite two weeks, but close to two weeks. So I think I'm out of the woods for uh, if anything was uh, happening down there. That's a good thing. And, uh, yeah, so that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, sorry I'm not more regular on this. But, uh, again, uh, you guys don't want to hear me apologize. So, Thanks for staying subscribed, and uh, I'll try to be more regular on this, but uh, I don't know. 
I think I'm going to be taking an adventure. Let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about how connected we are. And, you know, I'm guilty. I've got the, the iPhone and, you know, it's on 24-7 and, you know, it's just like I'm never out of touch. And I got to think about it. I don't know if, you know, if you, you guys ever heard of Dave Rubin, but check him out. Uh, Dave, uh, Rubin Report is the name of his uh, podcast and uh, YouTube videos and all that. Uh, but Rubin Report. And he unplugs for the whole month of August. And, I mean, he's strict about it. He locks the phone in the safe. Uh, the only technology he uses is a, is non-connected Kindle. So he, uh, you know, loads. And, you know, a lot of times he doesn't even use that. He uses real books. And he'll literally be off the grid for the entire month of August. And, you know, he avoids all news, uh, anything, you know, like that. Uh, and, you know, he does, you know, connect with his family or whatever and, you know, spouse and whatnot. But uh, he's just off the grid. And then he'll have a show uh, September 1st. Uh, this year, Adam Carolla is going to be doing it uh, where uh, they tell him what all happened while he was off the grid. And he's got a lot of stuff going on uh, this year. I mean, uh, the whole thing in uh, or, uh, Afghanistan uh, pull out and... And uh, what's his fucking uh, New York that uh, resigned, uh, the governor, Kumo, you know, because he was a critic of Kumo for sure. So he doesn't know anything about that. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear that show on September 1st when Adam gets to, uh, gets to inform him of all the crazy stuff that's been going on. But I, I'm thinking I want to do a mini version of that. Might even just be a day. But uh, I want to take a day off from work and uh, get in the truck, have a few podcasts uh, queued up, uh, non-topical ones uh, queued up to listen to, and then, you know, go drive. You know, no particular uh, destination. In fact, I was thinking, you know, I used to do that medical route uh, up north. Uh, start out here in Traverse City at 7 in the morning and drive uh, up to uh, Charlevoix, then Petoskey, and then from Petoskey I'd make my way down to uh, Gaylord, and then from Gaylord I'd buzz over to Alpena, and then down to Tawas, and uh, across to, uh, uh, where was the last one, Grayling, uh, on the way home to Traverse City, and I'd get back about 3.30, 4 o'clock. That was a good, you know, 300-mile drive uh, along the Lake Michigan shore and the Lake Huron shore and across the state in a couple spots. And It's a very scenic drive, and I used to do that every Sunday. I'm thinking uh, I may want to just do that uh, randomly on a Friday. And, uh, you know, just, like I said, unplug from uh, from the world. I'd probably even turn off the, the phone Oh my gosh, being out of touch, but we used to be out of touch all the time. So, you know, okay, I can be out of touch for six hours or seven hours. Let's see, you know, that, that might be therapeutic. I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll get an audio book and, uh, put that on in the, in the car. And <laughs> we'll call it good. So anyway, with that, uh, let's, uh, get out of here. I'll let you know how that goes if I do it. Uh, but we'll see. 
Anyway, thanks for staying subscribed or following. I guess that's the new thing. And be sure to uh, check out, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, by the way, be sure to check out newpodcastapps.com. Make sure that's the right URL. But And try a different app. Uh, the problem with Apple Podcasts, i got to got to think and type here. Newpodcastapps.com. That's it. So go to newpodcastapps.com, and any of those that are listed as an app, try it out. Just give it a chance. Uh, There's apps for uh, iOS. There's web apps. There's Android apps. There's uh, Linux apps, Windows apps, Mac OS apps, uh, all kinds of apps to listen to podcasts. And the thing with Apple Podcasts, is now when I put this episode out, which is probably going to be about 11 o'clock p.m. Uh, on the 18th, it probably will not show up on your Apple Podcasts until sometime, you know, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. But if I did this at 7 in the morning, you wouldn't get it till noon sometimes. Apple's fundamentally changed how you're subscribed. They call it now follow. But they fundamentally changed it, so you're no longer subscribed directly to my feed. You're subscribed to something at Apple. So Apple has to update before you get it. But if you download Podcast Addict, well, no, I guess you wouldn't do that. Uh, that's an Android app. But um, try Fountain. Uh, there's Podcast Guru. No, that's Android. Sorry. Let's find some more iOS. Hypercatcher is a good one. Uh, Breeze is a good one. AntennaPod for Android. Uh, another iOS. Castomatic. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of it. PlayPod, ExapePod. Uh, but try a different app. PodFriend. Uh, that's a progressive web app, but it's it still it still works. Podverse works really good. I met the guy at Podcast Movement. So you know, try a new app. You know, just try it because. Like I said, if you want to get episodes when they're released, you know, Apple ain't the place to do it no more. Anyway, bye.